What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, you've seen this man on stages right across the globe when it comes to selecting music. You've seen him in the class arena, and you've seen him in the juggling arena. He used to play one of the baddest songs out of the USA, and then he left and went on his own. You know we have in the building today? We have Nasheen Fire Loud of Buster Crow, the Fire Lord in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Yo, bless up, bless up, bless up, muscle, bless up, happy new year, you don't know. Correction, the biggest sound in the United States, innocent, yeah. Okay, Okay, so you know what, you're going to have to prove that as we go on in this conversation, but we'll get it down there as we go, you understand? All right, so first of all, welcome and thank you for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast today. Respect, King, respect every time, respect to all the people, all the fans all over. It's going to be a very interesting conversation because, as I said, somebody like you, I've known, traveled the world to play sound, whether it's juggling, cash, backing with the artist, all type of stuff. So your journey in this business is going to be very interesting. So I know even starting from the top, you were actually born in Brooklyn. Yeah, born in Brooklyn, New York, October the 9th, 1979. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we're getting specifics today. Yeah, 1979, um, I was born in, when I was born, was, my family was currently living in the era of 90s. If you hear Vibes Cartel talk about this man from 90s, that is the era I was born in. That's where I grew up, you know. Then we moved over to East Flatbush side. Mm-hmm. Got you. And coming up in Brooklyn now, what type of child were you back then? Um... I was basically younger, more of a family-orientated child. It was me, my two sisters, which I'm 43, my sister's 44, my other sister's 45, so we're one year apart. Mm-hmm. We have a little brother. He's like, you know, eight years younger than us. He has a different father. Me and my sisters have the same father. Mm-hmm. Growing up in New York at that age, it was kind of, it was good. It, was, it had its challenges, you know. Uh, my father died when I was three years old. He got killed in Brooklyn. So, you know, it was basically single mom, you know, with fear mother, which is my grandmother, raising the four of we. So my mother was an RN nurse, and she used to always have to be working four or five days a week, you know, out away. You know what I'm saying? Because those jobs it was like four nights straight, you know what I'm saying? Five nights straight. So, you know, the typical... You grew up in the inner city of like Brooklyn, you know, you, you, you're growing your family, but at the same time, you're learning stuff from the streets too. So it was basically, it was, I, I, I wouldn't complain about it. You know, it was, it was hard, you know, it's not like I said, it was rich, mm-hmm. not like I said, we'd have money, <clears throat> not like I said, we'd have everything we wanted, but we'd have just enough. You know what I'm saying? And we was all right with that, you know what I'm saying? Got you 100%. And even you, what do you think you were going to get into? Because as you said, you've seen your mom working, your father had died, you see the streets, you see inside also. What did you think you were going to get into? A lawyer, a doctor, get into the streets? Where did you think you were going to go? Well, initially, before the whole music um, thing entered my life, as I used to really want to play basketball. Mm. And um, I was playing it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And it never really manifests because at a younger age, Sometimes, you know, the, 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 the life struggles, 
Your mother had to send you away to Jamaica for a couple of years for go live with your family them down there. Then you had to come back and then she did send me down there for go live again. So the, 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 it never manifests to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. But that's what I really wanted to do before music came out. Was basketball. So when did you actually start to realize music? Where did you hear like an artist? Did you see somebody playing song? You seen records? Where did you start paying attention to music? Well, actually, music is always, I feel that music is always a part of any Caribbean household as, as when you're a youth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because growing up as a youth in Brooklyn, even when we used to have to clean the house on the weekends before we have to go outside, because it's not like these kids nowadays. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, this, if you think you want to go outside on the weekend, you have to clean the house on them something there. You understand? And your mother play some type of music in the house, whether it's Dennis Brown or it's Sugar Minot or it's a studio one. You know, you hearing this music as a, as a youth, you're probably not fond of it, but you're hearing it so much, it becomes a part of your life. You know what I'm saying? So you just hear the music, you just hear the music until you start getting a little bit older now and you start seeing like, you know, video cassettes and stuff like that, you know, with stage shows and you start recognizing, you know? So, um... My mother used to always play like Dennis Brown and a lot of Sugar Minot and a lot of like Gregory Isaacs and stuff like that. And then now, as you start get older in Brooklyn and you start trotting the streets, like going to school and you start getting up into age as a teenager, mm-hmm. you start interacting with other, you know, people that's Caribbean. You know what I mean? And then you start get exposed to the streets. You know what I mean? Then, you know, fast forward, you start linking up with the people in the area. So they had like an area sound. Okay. You know, which was called Scavenger 357 in Brooklyn. And, you know, me used to live on 35th between Beverly and Tilden in Brooklyn. And they was like a right around the corner on the next block. So as a young age, you know, me and my friend, them used to sneak out and go around there. And when I play them music in the basement, we did as I used to watch them. You know what I mean? Then, like, you know, probably like two years later after that, we start going to like hooky parties, like, you know, skipping school. Mm-hmm. And we go to basement parties in the, the day. And there was this particular place in Brooklyn on 32nd Avenue between Church Avenue and Snyder, where they used to keep basement parties mm-hmm. right through the week. We used to skip school and go to basement parties, but I never used to go to basement parties for like look girl or anything like that. We used to go there because the song we had play was, um, charge a 357 and DJ X-Man. Okay. And them, them used to give we, or give me, you know what I'm saying, insights on how to play music, take out the record, them out of the record box and, you know, put the record on the turntable. So, I guess it start from, you know, 32nd Avenue, DJ charge and three, three, DJ charge a 357 and um, DJ X-Man. That's how it started. Probably like, I would say like 12, 13 years old. That's when you decided to start playing wrong and looking wrong at music and stuff like that. Yes. Yes, so, I wasn't exposed to no big songs yet. I didn't even know I didn't even know that world existed yet. It just was like an area thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then at this time, so you're still wanting to play ball and you're still fooling around with music at this time at the same time here. No, at this time I didn't I didn't have no interest in playing ball no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I got so fascinated. Yeah, I got so fascinated with the two technique turntables and you know, the record creates and the records and you know. Just even a man that touched the bass keep and the, I just got fascinated with all those things. 
I just that alone me, you know, that alone me I focus on at the time. At that time there. And you said growing up you you spent some time in Jamaica too. Mm-hmm. Was this before you started to notice out or this was after you started to notice the song? Yeah, before I started to know the song, probably when I was like probably seven or eight, my mother did send me and my sister for go live at Jamaica with uh, my auntie, you know, which is, which is my grandma, you know, my that's my grandfather's sister. Mm-hmm. And we, I was like seven, you know what I'm saying, six or seven, and we stayed like two years down there. Them time, we never really, music never did the power mind at the time. You understand me? Yeah. But fast forward, when we come back to America, and then we get up in my teenager years after I start falling up in, in music, you know, she ended up sending me to go to Jamaica. But there's nothing to tell before we get to that part there, right? Yeah. Okay. So then you're now here, you're fooling around with the song and you're in the streets and stuff less at the exact same time. So then when do you start to take it a bit more serious at this point here? Um, they used to start, they used to keep black parties mm-hmm. in New York. If you live on a block in the summertime, they keep like a block party. They block off the, the two ends of the block. You have to take off all the cars off the block and they keep like a, a party on the block for that day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when through a block party, them used to follow their own. It's so apparent, it so happens to be that I was living on a block that was a gold mine to reggae music and dancehall and me never know at a young age mm-hmm. because at the end of our block, there was a studio with a man who run the studio. His name was Roddy, Roddy Irie. Mm-hmm. And in that studio, Super Cat, Ninja Man, Louis Rankin, Mikey Jarrett, Nicodemus, Junior Demus, Trevor Sparks, mm-hmm. you know, all them names you can think about that was running music back in those days. You used to come to that studio and vice the plates. Mm-hmm. Now, Roddy's nephew, you know, which was my best friend at the time. His name was Dia. That's my best friend. Mm-hmm. And me and Mr. Parr. So we just go by the studio. When at the basement, when the artists them used to come, the super cats and the whole of them are vice dub played. We are little youth. We now know say them money are star. As well, since me get bigger, me realize as a youth, say me so they're on some star. You understand what I said? Yeah, you're, you're looking back and say, hold on. It was yes. Yes, yes, that's who was here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the man already used to have a sound system too. He used to have a sound system. Okay. So at the black parties, they used to use Ronnie's sound system for the, for the black, you know? And we used to get to look at triode pan, you know, pan the black, pan the sound system. Me and my friend named Ben, we you know we come from England, but he lived pan the black. So eventually me and Ben decided that we we're going to build a sound for ourselves. You understand me? Mm-hmm. No, it was no big sound or nothing like that because we are little youth, we are teenager. So him did have a component set. Them time, you know, the component set of all in one. Turntable upon yeah, the top, um, cassette deck upon the bottom, mm. everything in the component set. So him have one of them there. No, me have one of them there. Not mine, this is my mother's. You understand me? <laughs> and, <laughs> and him used to have a turntable in my yard. <laughs> so him have the regular turntable and me have the component set. We put together by a mixer, you know, and put the two of them together. That's the first start out pan. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no picture or nothing upon them thing that we, we wasn't exposed to the big sound world yet to know say. We have to get too technical, too Gemini, we have pitch and we just work with that. You, you know just I mean? want so, something that could actually play music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So every little money we get in a them time that every little money we get from our uncle or anybody we get money from as a youth. You know, we now buy you know foolishness with it. We have that record store, super power, Pan Church Avenue. 
We used to go have superpower and buy records, you know what I'm saying? 45, 12 inch, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I desperate read the start. No, we wasn't really going out at this time. We wasn't going to not dance or not. We wasn't, wasn't exposed to none of that. Thing. We were just doing things in our area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And what was, what was the name of the song at that time there? Young Force. Young Force. Yeah. And what was your name on the song at that time there? I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Because I was so young, man. I was like 13, 14, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess you were doing that for a while? Yeah, not, not for a while, probably like a one year or a two year. And then, no, me, I'm a friend, Dia. We start getting more exposed to the streets and we start sneak out of our house now. Forgot a real dance all then. And Ben, Ben parents, them was British and them did kind of strict. So him couldn't really do that. So the, 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 sound, the sound system thing with me and him did kind of fade because we start getting more into the streets and him couldn't really be into the streets. So it was a, it was a conflict of interest, interest right there. So you understand? So me and my next virgin D, I know we start sneak out, you know, we start go like, you know, some basement party and we start go the starlight barroom them. We start go Caribbean door, we start sneak out and we start go build more. We are little youth, we are 14, 30, 14. We are we are go to them places like early in the day, like around eight, nine o'clock when the sun I go in. Yeah. Cause we are going with the sun. Cause them can't. Them now let me in, in at the night. May I tell you that right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, we, and we're in there from nine o'clock and we're not left to the dance done. And we are getting a truck mm-hmm. going home, but we don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. But back in them days, it was just to be around the sound. Like when we go out and sneak out our house for these events, we are stand up anywhere near the sound system because that we are watching the whole night. We're not busy, you know, girl. No. I was even drinking or nothing yet at the yeah. time. I mean, that's just weed. the sound. Yes, and of that, me I deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, so we start, you know, this, so we start getting in touch with. Okay, this is a bigger world out here than just what we see. Mm-hmm. You know? So we start by cassette now. Mm-hmm. We start by the cassette them now, and then we start listening to sounds from Jamaica and all about. The first song me listened from Jamaica was Stone Love. Okay. You know, Rory was the first official big name where me knew about in a sound system. And, and me I say, yo, adapt me, you want to do. Mm-hmm. You understand what I said to you? Yeah, so that, and that's what they did from right this song. Yeah, so it was Rory. And why was it Rory that stuck out in your mind where you remembered, okay, this man in particular? Because when we got the cassette and you're, you, you're puppy in the cassette and you're listening to Rory, his sound, mm-hmm. his sound and how he was talking, it was so unique, you know, reaching out inside the music and think, ah, it's you, it's you. You know, them thing that you said, oh, you know what I mean? Is the man there? So it was so unique. I said, oh, this man, you never see me today. Just came from cassette. Mm-hmm. The first time, the first time you get to see Rory, you know, it's, it's like a good four or five years after listening to him from cassette. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you ever get to see him in a bit more. And it was like, I see God. Remember me tell you, because back in them days, that I'm in Rory, I wear a big gold chain and linen suit and with him cool hair and the man looked like superstar. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was the, Rory was the first one. When you were, because even when I listened to earlier Stone Love back then, yeah. when you would hear Stone Love, to me, it wasn't even like, it didn't even sound like a dance. It almost sounded like a production or something totally different. Like, what is this, boss? To the way how they would play and they, they would do the sound effects and what Rory said, it sounded out of this world at that time. But really and truly, that was the reason why Stone Love had, 
have such a big household name for so many years in the sound system culture, in a culture too that is kind of like fading, Stone Love is like, if you're going to say something about a sound system culture, who can represent it on the national Stone Love name is going to forward first because the reason why you, them sound like that when you say you hear them are when me hear them because playing Stone Love back in those days, and I think, I think even in these days, you had to play Stone Love in a certain type of way. You know, it's rules to play Stone Love. Like anybody, you know, everybody know this. You know what I'm saying? If you, if we pull card if I have to play a Stone Love, you can't go play a Stone Love like, like you'd have play a, a freelance song. Like, you know what I mean? Because Stone Love, nothing, no bad word can't curse upon it. You know what I mean? Bad word can't be in the dub plate them. You know what I mean? So you can't play, you, know, you can't, you have to play the edit version of certain music. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it, it, it's appealing to everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's a standard that they yeah, have. Yeah, the standard. So that's why it, it's always like that. You know what I mean? Big up Stone or big up Weepo, you know, legendary people, you know, the game where if it wasn't for them, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So then you're sneaking mm -hmm. out, you're going to the Biltmore, the Starlights, the Caribbean Dome, you're listening to Stone Love and all this. But then you said your little song that you had with your bridge and that kind of mashup, you can't really do wrong. So what was your next move now? Did you still keep going to dance or did you try to actually get back into the sound business again? Well, for a while, we was just chilling. We was just going to events and going to dances. We, you know, we was, we was focusing on just like, you know, at the time, we didn't know. I didn't know that at the time, but now we get older. We can say at the time, we just focusing more on the culture and really seeing how the culture is. You know what I'm saying? So we was more going out and seeking out and listening to the songs from Brooklyn. Before we even hear about the sound of Jamaica, two heroes was the Brooklyn songs, you know? The Stereosonics, the Spectrums, you know, the Afriks, the LPs, the Earth Rulers, you know, King Addis was just my personal favorite song. We yeah. soon get to that, okay. you know what I mean? And, um, you know, all those from the Thunderbolts, you know what I mean? The, um, the, um, the Baby Wayne movement, you know what I mean? You know, all the songs, you know, the Magnum 357 songs and from Brooklyn, those songs were our heroes at the side. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we've seen those, so we're going out and we're seeing them, you know, the, the Megatones, the Black Steel, 4x4s, you know, all the Brooklyn songs, you know what I'm saying? And then now, when we start get the cassette them, I start buying the cassette them is when we start listening to the Stone of them first. You know what I mean? And after Stone of, we start listening like Bodyguard, you know, Inner City, you know, then we start, when, when as the years them start progress, you know, be a Sadducee. And then here comes Addis to our radar. Mm -hmm. Addis was our, like, sound system world. There was no sound bigger than Addis to we. Mm -hmm. I think I think every youth from Brooklyn growing up in those days can attest to this. Addis was our sound. You know, we, we never knew about no Jaro. We never knew about, me never knew about Jaro until mm -hmm. 1995, April 22nd. You know, come forget the, me never forget that day they call That is when my mother they send me to Jamaica to go live. I'm yes. sneak out of my uncle yard. I'm a go to dance as a little youth. And Earth? me never hear, me well, never hear about Kilaman again. You see that part, because I want to go into that part there because that's part of your Jamaica trip. So we're not there yet. All right. Addies. Addies is where we're at now. Because even yeah. with like say a song like Addies, what was it that was so special about Addies? Because as you said, there was All right. Spectrum, there was Stereosonic, there's All LP right. Earth. What was it about them? All right. So boom, no. Roddy, the studio upon the block. See? Mm -hmm. Be a song used to come down by them dub plate. So one day we did not know me and my virgin dear, dear, dear and missing one little light skin, you know, 
just start growing locks them at the time. Rasta come round there with this little attitude and him in a linen suit and him clean. And when him come round there, the aura in the whole studio just change and it's like him and the man. Mm -hmm. So him dead and him advice him don't play it and him advice everybody him just advice and him a cut him a cut song when vice a Jamaica him just vice. So I said we sound this and me listen and it, it just say Addis 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 Addis. Mm -hmm. I said me say you know them my brother said no that King Addis that I'm not King Addis I mean not hear about them. You know what I mean? So the first time we go out for go see them play, a baby face and Danny Jella play the song. Them time the matter and the couple of New York. You see me? Okay. Yeah. And it's just when them they turn on, brother, the way all the people them just did a react and the way all them dub play them just did a roll and it's just like they could play every single song you think about in your brain. They could play God and Jesus and the 12 disciples. So I'm like, yo, who is this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So from there, so I said, yo, Addis are my song. You understand me? And we are listening to Addis, you know, anywhere Addis go, you know, and this so with there. Until here comes Mataran now. When Mataran come, for Addis, and this so me, you know, say, I'm going to play music. At there, with, with Mataran, because now remember, face, face is like a bigger man for you at yeah. this time here. Mataran, Mataran and bigger baby face. Them, I'm a road manager, I'm an idol. Baby face and Tony Mataran, them, I'm an idol, them, that music. So big them up, same way. For sure, because even as I say now with Mataran, Mataran is now the younger youth, but he came with a different type of yes. swag. He came with the charisma. Face had the badness, but no. when, when before Mataran. before Mataran before Mataran came on the sound, mm -hmm. and we used to go listen to Addis, Addis style was of a more of a rubber dub, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Bad man style. You Rude know what boyish mean? type of Rude boyish type of thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which 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 that was the style at the time. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But when Mataran came, he came and changed the whole game and even how people, MC was talking on the microphone and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Him come change it and put a little flair, you know what I'm saying, to it. You know what I'm saying? And him and Babyface was like, they was like the Mark and Squingy of America, like, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Mm -hmm. The Johnny and Lynx, you know what I mean? Yeah, that type, yeah, exactly. that type yes. yes. Johnny and Lynx, you know, Lenny and Lenny and Glamour G, them type of company, you see me? Yeah. Those combos there. So then now Matran came, put the fire, because as I showing you, Matran came with the real charisma with the badness, Bakai. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So then that's yeah. what kind of changed. Give me a bandstand, chat boat. That was Matran style. He invented, I got my friends, I got my friends in here, son. He invented those type of He invented style. a lot, a lot of trends. You know, in the MC style of the dancehall sound system culture, Mataran, I can't say Mataran is the first to do a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? You know? So that is true. For sure. So then now you see the two of them taking on road. And what was it about Mataran that you seen that said, holy shit, this guy is you know, wicked? I guess it was just his charisma, you know what I'm saying, around the sound. You know, people did have, you know, Addis as the, you know, the gangster sound, but Mataran kind of made it where it could have been acceptable, you know, mm -hmm. in a, any any venue, in a, any area, you know what I'm saying, any type of situation, it was accepted, you know what I'm saying? And it was basically like his charisma, you know, or him play around the stone and can crack jokes, but it, it, it would still be serious. You know what I mean? The human man Yeah, man, yeah, man, exactly. Yeah, I mean, bam, they're on the road doing their thing, so then now you said, this is what you want to do. So then did you try to join another song where were you going back to build your song? What did you do now? Now that you've right, seen so I didn't play, I didn't, I didn't really join the song yet until, so we was going out a lot 
at this time, I'm still a teenager. I'm sneaking out way more than I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. My mother keep on warning me, yo, stop sneak out. You know, me know why you got dancehall. You're too young. You know, your father got shot, you know, surrounding, you know, those type of people. And you know, the whole thing growing up, you know what I mean? And I wouldn't listen. And then she, you know, one, the last event I went to in New York City was when Bounty Killer first came to New York. And being a fan of Addis, you have to be a fan of Bounty Killer what in New York. He just mm-hmm. comes with the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? And it was his first time coming to New York City. And um, I think that was 94 mm-hmm. or something like that. And I sneak out and got the dance and she didn't want me to go. I sneak out and go. And me and my sister, them, and I come back now. Like, I think two days after, she'd buy a ticket for me and my grandmother and my little brother. And she said, I got Jamaica without no warning. Yeah. And this so is the got, second time now. Yeah. So I got Jamaica now. This is a two-year um, stay at Jamaica. And when I'm there at Jamaica this time now, I'm up in my age. I have more knowledge of certain things. So when I go to school and I take the bus to school, I go up to Alfred Chief and go to check Jack Sower. I go buy a cassette from yeah. Jack Sower. You know, as a teenager, I'm a lunch money, them that me I see if I go buy. So you buy these cassettes now, I hear all these dances of the sound them across the island. The 4X4s, the pieces, the, you know, the um the, the Exodus, New Creators, the Travelers, you know. And um just them type of sound, them still never get a jar up on the radar. So when she said me got Jamaica now, but they are Jamaica for about four months and then me got school and then me start to see a flyer, a flyer up on the board, them. Everywhere you go, you know, see the board and with the flyer, them start to see a flyer, Addis versus Kilimanjaro. So, me as a Brooklyn youth, you know, my, my mother sent me a Jamaica for go live and, mm-hmm. you know, me, me you know, in touch with none of my Brooklyn friends, them, you know, uh, my first Brooklyn girlfriend, and my mother mush up that, <laughs> my vex. So, me want to get revenge, but I forgot something, <laughs> me, me, I forgot something where I go relate to me. So, mm-hmm. I said, yeah, me, I got this dancer, Addis, Mataran, and Bombaka, Babyface, I come to Jamaica, and me there. Me no business where my uncle said me I go. Mm-hmm. You understand me? So them time me I live already up in the days with my uncle. You know, my uncle a politician. And he was more of a disciplined man. And you know, he was a politician and them, them not really too, the people of, of, of the uptown stature in Jamaica, them not really too, you know, the, the reggae and the dance or thing, you know? So them thing they couldn't play in them house and all them something. But my mother, they sent me a walkman from Jamaica. So me I listen to my dance out from my walkman every day. You understand me? So, I make up a decision and say, I'm going to sneak out for Gaddis Addis dance from Reddit. If you know about Jamaica, Reddit is up in the air. We used to love a place called Belvedere, mm-hmm. where you have to, you have to, it's up in the hill. So, you would have to actually get down half of the hill and then catch transportation from the bottom of the hill. Sorry, you know, why for that? From the foot <laughs> of the hill, from the foot of the hill. You see me? And when, when you find a transportation from the foot of the hill, you have to take a transportation to wherever you're going. So you have to find transportation from up in the top of the hill to the foot of the hill and find more transportation. This dance was keeping at Portmore Entertainment Center. Portmore is across the bridge. We are far from, from ready. So me as a teenager in Jamaica, I never make up my mind and say, yo, me a glad to dance here. So me I studied the bus route them now for like two months mm-hmm. pre, pre to the dance. Me I studied the bus route them and say, yeah, me have a reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that evening, I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to tell my cousin, say, yo, I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to dance. My cousin, I try to convince me. I say, yo, don't do it. Because my father, now I got proof of this. When you come back, I'll get in a trouble. Ray, ray, ray. I say, yeah, my father, I'll get in a trouble. But I can't miss this. I have to. You know? So, you know, 
I left out, I started the trad from about a good 7 o'clock in the evening because them time the dance I keep, them big dance have such big element. Mm-hmm. It turned on from about 9 o'clock, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, you know. Because when me reach there, when me reach at the venue about 9 o'clock, around 9.30, Jaro turn on, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time me I hear Kilimanjaro. I say, yo, which sound is this? Yeah. So the whole, the Addis never reach at the dance yet still. So me I tell my bridging woman there with me, I say, yo, wait till the Addis them, wait till the baby face I'm at the reach. This, this, I'm, whoever this is, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yo, brother, I'll be no. I ball me nearly ball in another dance. Like, I force me, I force me, I see, I hear about a thing when you're Ricky Chuba. Mm-hmm. You see me? Remember me tell What else Ricky you... Chuba. What else do you remember about this? Because this is one of the biggest clashes in history and you mm-hmm. being there live, even if you didn't 100% understand what was going on, what do you remember personally remember about that dancer? Um, me give, me give Kilimanjaro the first two and a half rounds of the dance, but then as a youth. Mm-hmm. And at the first, I hear them, but the way old Jaro, they have the place, um, me start fret, but... I, Addis was starting to come back in the dance, mm-hmm. but a fight, a fight happened in the dance because speaker box get jogged down on them something. Me sit up in my own eye. You understand me? Yeah. So basically, Jared get a little, a little edge over Addis to me. A little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my most memorable moment of them, the dance was majority of the artists them who me used to hear about growing up in New York as a youth and thing. Everybody was in that for. Everybody who you can think about who was somebody, mm. you know, contributing to dancehall at the time, as a selector, sound man and artist, was in that dance. Legendary. Legendary. Yeah, man. Legendary dance, man. Because with that dance here, what a lot of people don't realize, it's like if Addis had won that dance, Addis mm. would have been the baddest song in Jamaica that's not from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Because remember, they had rubbed out everything in Obas. Yeah, man. Jaro yeah, man. was the final boss. This is the final boss. If you beat him, you control Jamaica and they could. There was there, there was an killing spree. Jamaica was not going to make that happen. No way. No yeah, way. there was an killing spree. So after that dance, I know, you know, me go back home now for face the judgment. Um, me and my uncle end up a kick off for a fight and him something and him call my mother and tell my mother and say, can't stay at Jamaica no more, but Ray, Ray, Ray. So I ended up come back to America. When I came back to America, though, I didn't come straight to New York. Okay. You know, she didn't want she didn't want me to come back to New York. She didn't want us. She moved to Florida at the time. Mm-hmm. She and my sister they moved down to Florida. Me and my grandmother and my little brother moved straight to Florida. So we all moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. When we moved to Florida, no, we did that for like a couple months. Couple months. I couldn't adapt. I had a hard time adapting because moving from a city like New York City to Florida, Fort Lauderdale is a big change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I couldn't adapt, so I got mad. But come a bridge, you know, super slick from Super Do Sound at the time. Tell him to buy me a ticket. More I come back to New York to come play music. I was like 16 at the time, I think. 15, 16, yeah. You know, and buy a ticket. My, 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 um, my mother did go work, you know, my sneak way. Got an airport for my own, fly got New York for my own without even knowing none of this. Yeah. You know, we just so determined to play music. You see me? We go back to New York, I play super do, we play punk couple dance. But my day in New York, and it's like when we reach back to New York this time, I start experience, I would I say, endeavor in some bad company. Okay. Street, street life. You understand me? I said to you. So I end up I get catch with a gun. We get catch with a gun now. 
may never forgot Rikers for like four days. When I did Rikers, I said to myself, so you, you can't do your stuff, you can't do New York, you end up there jail, or you get killed because you play music, but you still do the street life. You can't do the two of them. You see me? So I end up there in New York for about three months, but it's buy a ticket and come back home. Okay. To Florida. When I come back home to Florida now, my mother got diagnosed with cancer like the following month. When she get diagnosed with cancer the following month, she end up starting to deteriorate and end up dying within nine months. Freak. So all of this started. So yeah, you can, you know, the chain reaction of everything happening so fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just stopped thinking about music. After she died, I stopped thinking about music for about a good three years. Okay. No, I'm, fu- no, I'm fully in the street now in Florida. I part some Yankee Americans that I'm in the street because I'm so fed up and so mad that my mother dead and you see me, I say, me not, me I say, not, me not in the music thing. You understand me? It, it's just straight street because remember yeah. earlier you said your father died earlier. Yes. Your so mom you died. Start, yes. You moved yes. from Brooklyn to yes. Florida. It's almost yes. like you're you're in the middle of uh, nowhere. Why? Yeah. Why me? Why me? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So after that, no, about three years pass, Tony Mataran moves to Florida. Okay. So when Tony Mataran moved to Florida, he had just left King Addis at the time. Mm-hmm. And he went on his own and he moved to Florida. No, we and Mataran was cool from Brooklyn days cast. When he come to New York and start playing Addis, after a while, we and him did became so cool. Like, cause me start going to dance in New York where Addis are playing upon from early mm-hmm. till me end up start carrying all Addis record box him in a dance. You understand me? I said to you, so me and Mataran was cool. Yeah. So when he moved to Florida now, and the first dance me did see him on a flyer now, me got to dance now, me and my virgin them. And me the teenager at the time, and me had a little hospital and dinner. So me have a little money and me feel like me good and me feel like me this and that. So I got to dance. Mm-hmm. When I got to dance, so I see Mataran and Mataran see me. He see me with the virgin them who me a parried. And like, you know, me take him number or whatever and whatever in terms of, I call him next day. So I call him next day and tell him come check him. And like, you know, he might live a murmur or whatever. And we are reason and whatever. And like, what's the dog? You know, the music. Like, why well, you don't stop the music? I'm telling you, man, I'm dead and whatever. And I say, yeah, but that don't mean nothing better. Jump back in the music, man. Go back on the music thing. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to him and then, no. My sister, Fear Baby Father, you know, my niece's father, he passed away last year. Rest in peace, Penny. Mm-hmm. He had a sound system in Florida. Okay. And me used to go over theme house every day. So when we used to go over him house now, we start dabble back into the music. Then I start playing about music of Florida and I start playing about theme song, which is called Capricorn song. Capricorn, okay. So that's the first song I start playing back and that's the first song I play of Florida. Yeah. And I was play, that play. more more juggling or more clash? It was, it, was a, it was a juggling and a clash song, but a more smaller song, you know, than an than a, than a innocent, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was a real bad song, you know what I mean? Bad song, bad song, bad, bad, bad song. You know what I mean? Remember what year you started playing Capricorn? Um, it had to be in the realms of like a 97, I think, mm-hmm. like a 97 to about 99, I think. Mm-hmm. And then 99, I started playing a song like, um, Star Force, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to play Star Force about a couple months and then play Star Force a couple months with a double in a, um, rhythm force dub box about three days. You understand me? And we did have a player in the post, but it never manifests. Rest in peace, natural mystic, big up chip mm-hmm. And then now we stopped playing music for about a couple months. And then me and I want to dance one night now, the year of 2000. And Dapali, 
I play Innocent the night with Junior Flex, rest in peace, Junior Flex. Mm-hmm. And Dapper Lee didn't know me from playing Pan Capricorn song. And I guess he did always have me as a bad selector or see some type of potential in me. But at the time, he never did. I play music at the time, but me in at the dance there. Mm-hmm. So he come over to me in at the dance and I say, yo, bro, I have a song for you playing, brother. I'm here for playing that song. Yeah. But I said to him, say, yo, I'm going to do the song thing and... Definitely, you know, me never took me did very undecisive with the music thing. You know what I mean? And I said, no, nah, man, come do it, man. Know what I mean? And the boss there for the song tomorrow, you meet him. And, you know, introduced me to Taylor Dave, the same night, kind of in the dance. And like the, the, Taylor Dave, from the first night I meet him, I can tell that him is one of them sound owners there who just love music and love sound system. Because when Daffa intro, introduced with him, he did so excited for like meet me as an MC. I said, yo, I would have money, you know what I mean? He said, I said, yo, me, me, we have no brother, you know, he was set something for the mic, and you know, like, I said, yo, I said two things for the microphone, man. And like, Daffa must tell Junior Flex to forgive me a talk for the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I talked for the microphone for about 10 minutes, and the 10 minutes just turned into a permanent job. Upon the sound, and him end up a fire Junior Flex too. Yeah. He ended up firing Junior Flex at the same time and hired me. And it became me and Junior Flex had a big rival in South Florida for years because of because when he fired Junior Flex, Junior Flex went on its own and built his own sound called Megaflex. Mm-hmm. And Megaflex and Innocent automatically became rivals because of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So rest in peace, Junior Flex. I was my rival, a real bad selector. You know what I mean? The, when you mm-hmm. said that was when you met Dapa and all of them, Innocent, Taylor, Dave, and everything, where were they? In their career, were they a bigger song? Were they on the come up? They just came it around. Was, it was Innocent then. It was, all right. Innocent was originated in Chicago, then they moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. When they got to Florida, you know, it became a Florida song, and it had a name in Florida. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really big, um, I would have said, national in the States. You know what I'm saying? Through the East Coast, you know the Caribbean or whatever, you know, Europe, whatever. It just had a Florida name, but it had a good Florida name. You know what I'm saying? It had a good Florida name. Had a real good Florida name. At that time there. So they they, they were they were a, a bad area sound, but area as in Florida area. The bad Florida Yeah, sound. yeah. We were not for the whole Florida field. I would say it was a bad Miami sound. Got it. You know? June affects Dapper Lee, um, the Uvenium Lee, Chief, Uvenium Chief. And um, Jam Jam, you know, those are the selectors upon Innocent before I fought on the sound. It was a good Miami sound. You know what I'm saying? Good Miami sound. And Miami's a party city, if people don't know. That's yeah. where everything yeah. was happening. Yeah. At that time. yeah, exactly. So you said Junior Flex left and that was your rival. So then I guess, you mm-hmm. were you clashing before you got to Innocent or when you got to Innocent is where you learned to really start clashing stuff like that? Um, on Capricorn, I must have had like two clashes on Capricorn. Mm-hmm. When I got on Innocent, the cashing thing just came along. It wasn't like Taylor said, yo, I'm hiring you and you got a clash. Or Dapper came to me and gave me an ultimatum, yo, we got a clash. It's just when you when you went on the sound and when you was playing that sound, it just came with the aura because Taylor them, Taylor and Fame Crew, besides from the sound, was so big in Miami. You know what I'm saying? You know, sound system culture come with the whole persona of a sound of a boss, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not talking about the business, usually the boss them is the street man. Yeah. You understand me? So, what came with the song is just like, 
certain sounds would probably want to try you or whatever people because you play a sound now with the bass supposed to be, you know, up there. And, you know, the sound, the sound is supposed to have all these dub plates. You understand me? So you just basically had to, like, put yourselves in that type of situation because when I first started catching upon Innocent, I was not going to catch Selector like, oh, me is right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just gradually came along the way. You understand me? I said to you, but we was juggling and was clashing at the time. But Clash wasn't that real big at the time when me come upon the sound in Florida. It wasn't that big yet. Clashing had kind of died out. You know what I'm saying? If we bring back the clashing in the game. You see, because at this time here, if you're talking about 2000, clashes in the States were a lot happening in New York. New York yeah. was a crash capital yes. at that yes. time there. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like 2003, 2004 is when it started pick up backing. And we was one of the sound them. Innocent was the sound who really like, you know, kicked down that door because outside of Innocent, when they say class sound in Florida, the first name come to mind is Python that. You know what I'm saying? They were the sound representing Florida, the state of Florida, when they say clash. You know what I'm saying? And after them, they kind of cool down after the world work or something. Them, if we come now, you know, clashing them because we was big rivals, you know, we can't get to that soon. You know, get and that, that, just, oh. that, that, that brought back the clash vibe in mm-hmm. Florida. In Florida. Okay, so then now you're an innocent, you and Dap and you guys are out here figuring out what was a dub box like at this time here? Who were some of the artists in it? Was it a heavy dub box? It had some nice little suit. Who were the artists in the dub box at that time there? When my father upon the stone no, Dapper didn't me know from the get-go so enough songs was missing. Because mm. back in the days, you know, that's when dub pieces advice on that tapes and stuff like that. And I guess Taylor was very ir- irresponsible with with keeping these that kids, them man they used to fly go anywhere. Having that tape, the man left, the man left a that tape with. Cause you you hear innocent, you hear how much Dennis Brown we play. Mm-hmm. He left to hold that tape with like a, a good ten more Dennis Brown, mm-hmm. garnered silk, wow. some more bounty killers with the original bounty killer boys with you. Not a mercy, not a man. Some of them there. Mm-hmm. Enough more other songs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what they make me know from early say, oh. enough songs missing upon the sound, but then they still have a good amount of, you know what I'm saying, songs on the sound to where you said, Jano, but that sound, yeah, that sound, yeah, bad. You have to just add to it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it wasn't no one particular artist that you guys were really featuring at that time. It was just you guys had a, a variety of everybody at this time there. Yeah? yeah, yeah, we had a variety of everybody. We, had a var- we really just had a variety of everybody at the time. That time there. Innocent, you're on you're doing stuff. What was the, who was the first, outside of Megaflex, because you said you guys had your rivalry there, who was yeah. the first big song that you buck up in, either juggling or Clash, that really said, okay, now this is where the game gets serious? Well, Clashing-wise, whenever I buck up, whenever I buck up on a big song, it was like some era Clashes, and the first big era Clash we had was a Clash called Fully Loaded, you know, Miami, which that featured, was 05. No, no, no. I think that was way before 05. I can't remember the year. But um, just, just, just know, say, with some of the information, the year there was not going to be very accurate. Yeah, I got me a 43, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the memory span from back in them days, eh, kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, it was called Fully Loaded Miami, and the songs was Innocent, uh, Megaflex, Prodigy, Universal, City Eat. You know, um, City Star. No, not City Eat. City Star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, City Star and Impressions. 
and universal. Now, all those songs with us name, we are all friends. We were all friends, but we were all very competitive with each other. And we were all the best sounds in the Miami area at the time. So this was the ultimate clash. We took what the bodies. You understand me? And of course, we, we beat every one of them. You understand me? So, you know, the thing, we got the whole of my friend named Prodigy, the whole of know. You understand me? <laughs> so, when that happened now, I guess even the rest of the songs, them, them start running behind we, you know, we're not behind we. Them start running forward with we, you know, yeah. as a song where we're going to push on to say, and them are going to represent South Florida, innocent. You understand me, I said, Theo? <laughs> so, after the, that now, we go up on a, 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 a US Rumble. No, 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 no. No US Rumble. We clash pies in that. Okay. First big clash of clash. Pies in that. Dangerous one, 4x4 from Mobile and Black Cat. Mm. Seeing? A fourth lot of deal. I think it was yeah. like 2002 or 2003. Mm. You understand me? And um, at this time, we was cutting a lot of songs at this time. It, Taylor was spending a lot of money. Like, Taylor was the type of person where at the time it at the time him did have both i think 20 you 20 kids at the time and them man they would just take up 15 20 thousand dollars and that's in god jamaica got vice dub plate you see me me that man used to go jamaica at the time when me got jamaica for got vice dub plate and i spent 15 thousand us 12 thousand us tell you just send me got jamaica me a vice dub plate right so we was we was vicing you know what i mean and um, we reached the clash now. For that particular clash, I think Taylor did spend about $10,000 for that clash alone. And we'd already have dub plate, but he voiced dub plate with customs and everything for that clash there. I call, I call up Pison that name and, you know, Panther name and Dangerous One 4X4 name and all them something there. Anyway, them reach the dance, Kirk is here and Tarantula. You know, Kirk, you see, tell Tarantula to chill for the night. He might go take her and me and Dapper by herself. Mm-hmm. Because he actually turned the clash into uh, innocent versus pies in that. Like, he made the people forget the um, Panther and the next man, them did it. Yeah. As I said to you, because they, they want to kill innocent so bad because innocent was now the rising sound, rising up in South Florida, making a name. So, you know, Kirk, you see, couldn't make we get that name there. You understand me? Yo, the man beat with the sickness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big up Kirk, you see, yeah? Big up Pisoner, big up Redman, big up Tarantula. You know, father, you know, the whole, the owner and everything, but the whole Pisoner team. But the man beat with the sickness tonight there. You understand what me? Was, what was he playing that really brought you guys up that night there where you guys couldn't it wasn't it wasn't really what he was playing it was more how he was playing Mm. and that is that comes down to experience bro Mm -hmm. he had the experience you know what i'm saying what he was saying on the microphone you know what i'm saying you know taylor was there so he was just basically jeering us there i'm gonna make taylor beat him tonight not now you know but you know the crowd that jeer you know just the things he was doing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you can tell, say, him no off a play him song. We advised enough song yet, but we still wasn't mature enough yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we was ready. Playing against the area sound, them and playing against a seasoned well named sound. These are two different things. Completely. Them time there, courtesy them I play against Chopa, Squingy, the one of the greats them in the game who we never play against yet. Hmm. Yeah, as I said to you. So, yeah, you know, in B3, 
When him beat, you know, I think we'd have an next clash now with um, Justice from Jacksonville and BS Odyssey. The dance is flopped, so it never really get for going. The dance is totally flopped, so it never, it never get for going. Mm-hmm. Then now, after that, now we'd have another clash with Python Dart and, and we versus Trooper and Panther. Mm. No, Trooper and Sound Trooper and Black Hat in Fort Lauderdale. You know what I mean? They dance the kind of a draw still. You know what I mean? True, but they be going good and we did go on good. Then now, we'd have a next big clash now after that. This was the clash of break innocent to the world. Yeah. You understand me? It's the rematch with Pison that. And this was like 2007 or 2008. Mm-hmm. You know, by this time now, me and Dapper did done get well seasoned in how we understand each other playing music and knowing each other, knowing what each other weak points is in the game, you know, mm-hmm. we, we start knowing more of how to play the song together, you know, so we did more prepare, you know what I'm saying, for this situation now. But the fly got Jamaica, this time Taylor did lock up for about mm-hmm. a good cheer mm-hmm. prior to this and he did in a jail at the time, so it was just me and Daffa and Juxy, you know what I'm saying, playing the song and contributing to the song, you understand me? And we had the device, not the dub play them and we had spend the money them so I'm never have the real big bucketed like before, you know. So but, you're just you just gotta put on what you guys had this yes. up here. So you just gotta yes. put on some more to fill yes. the drinks. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we just adding little bit or whatever. I'm a fly guy, Jamaica, come back. You know, we murder courtesy and tarantula the night. Yeah. Okay. So then hold on with that dancer now because remember the first one they they beat you wicked. Courtesy beat mm-hmm. you wicked. How mm-hmm. did you guys set for Poison Dart this time now and say, this is how we're going to execute this plan here to kill them? Well, me the dream bought it for five years straight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Me the me, me, me dream bought it for five years. Me to tell myself, I have to kill back Poison Dart. Mm-hmm. That's how I made the money when me did spend for dub play was like my last money. Like, you know, when you're a college kid and you're spending your last $100 on something, knowing that you're not going to get no money. I spent my last couple grand and I was so broke the next day, but I got the win. Mm-hmm. And the win got us like so many dates after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Clashing in, in, in the Clash Arena. Yeah. You understand me? Because you don't know you have the jogging arena. I have the Clash Arena. When we the kill by Pison out right there, so it come like the door just kicked down to the Clash Arena. Open back. But I think there's one dance that you might have missed that I remember hearing about, which was a um, Miami Fully Loaded. Definitely. Oh, you talk, are you talking about with Mataron? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was that was in the yeah that was in that was in the years before the second clash with Python that. But that one, they know that did happen. That did happen half of BS half of you know Taylor knowing Sharon Burke and thing. We did basically appear to go in at that because we didn't want to beat Mataron so bad. You understand? We didn't, we didn't want to bust. So yeah. Taylor didn't know Taylor didn't know Sharon Burke and you know we kind of linked them and tell them say yo we play for free for going at that you understand me mm-hmm. yeah man and we voice up some song we voice up some song and we we give matter on a beat man we give matter on a beat no the man mm-hmm. him go on good to man the doctor and he go on good there but that night the way that night the way we beat up matter on it did lead to bounty killer and certain artists in the industry start inquire about who's innocent now that matter on beating there. Isn't me? I fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the fully loaded one there. Because even now, because remember, Mataran was the one that you bucked in Florida. Mataran said, "Yo, 
go back and play so. You understand? Yeah. So then, like, he's yeah. the one telling you play a song, and then no, yeah. why was why was he the target? Why you wanted to kill my because he was because he was. I, and I actually told that for this. I actually, t I told that for, and I told Taylor like, yo, you know, if we want to make it in this game and we want to kick down this game, we have to go after the greatest. And he mm -hmm. is the greatest at the time. Mataron was the greatest. He was reigning, like you know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying at the time like he's not no good right now because Mataron is still a legend. Mm -hmm. Mataron is one of the most current selectors from that era who's still playing music right now. You know what I'm saying? But in that time, Mataron was the man. I mean, me the always having that man. Yeah, in me, I always having a mind mindset. You know, if you want to be somebody in the game, you have to go after the greatest. I'm, and I, I learned from him. I parted from him at the time. You know, even though I create my own style after a while, but my thing was patternized after him. So I felt like I knew what to do. You know what I'm saying? To go up against him. You know what I'm saying? And it did work. It really did work. Tell you the truth, it did work. That right there. Yeah, I remember hearing about that uh, Miami fully loaded. I don't think yeah. he kept. They kept a uh, next fully loaded up. They didn't. It wasn't because it wasn't ramped because they kept it. They kept it down where best of the best used to keep at the time, mm -hmm. and the, in the amphitheater, and it was very big. The place was big, and it was the first time fully loaded was keeping in South Florida. And you know, fully was a big fully loaded was a big buzz in Jamaica, so they was trying to do it in America with the same format and everything. And I guess it just it just never catch to the to the people them like that. So it wasn't packed. It wasn't packed. It didn't do good in numbers. So that's why they never do it by the next year. But it did good enough to wear that everybody here say, Marusha for Mataran. Because everybody did free. Everybody who did book for the bill that year there, them did free and free for Russia for him. Me never free. <laughs> they, they, they we all, because when we reached there, they had us playing at a certain time, which is, I call them thing they like, you know, when they bring out your hors d'oeuvres, them, your appetizer. <laughs> the early before Man. the early warmth. Yeah, so I'm gonna make up beer knife mm -hmm. and tell them something I play this. So I tell them say, more I play it right before when Matarana play. Mm -hmm. Then I look on me like say we're crazy. Can I say who is Uno? Who not give him the name? Mm -hmm. And once again, you know, make Taylor Taylor use him the, the force. Yeah, that's not me. And we'll get to play. Yeah, that's not me. I would have made us tell Mr. you know, me and Duff, you know, you know, family later argument say yo, we're gonna make, you know. Use out of the situation. You understand me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I would have deal with it wicked. You said that you were the one going to Jamaica and cutting the dubs and stuff. Like, who was mm -hmm. the artist that you were linking up with at that time to say, okay, these are my links when it comes to the dubs? All right. Well, um, it wasn't really no links because back in those, it was it's not like nowhere you just can see people online and send your money and them send some come gear. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, it was like a it's it's it is the culture to fly, go to Jamaica, go to this studio, go to that studio, and mm -hmm. voice the artist them and seeing the song them voice in front of face. You know what I mean? To where that if something is not said right, you know you can't stop and tell them saying, you know, this is all more to be sold. You know, it's it's of the culture at the time. So me used to always want for God Jamaica, me used to always want for do it. Mm -hmm. And at the time, me would me I would say on the sound. Between me, Dapper, you know, and Juxi, I was more social with the artists than Juxi is more social with the ladies. Mm -hmm. You know, Dapper wasn't really social at all with nobody. Dapper was just the man where him does the brain behind the soul mm -hmm. and him build the song them. And when it's time to go kill people, I dat him at the unit. The man that him used to like go a jogging dance, to tell you the joke. Yeah. You see me? So I had took up that 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 on myself. And then, you know, you start got Jamaica. 
you start go to you know this studio, that studio, and then people start seeing you on a regular. Them starting to know who you is. You know, you start playing down there in Jamaica. You know, because I used to play in Jamaica a lot. I made a, I made a name for myself and innocent in Jamaica as a household like upon the juggling world and the clash world. I killed someone at Jamaica. I'm going to play upon some of the biggest dancers at Jamaica to juggling and with Stone Love and we'll soon get to them something there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, so while, while you're down there, you're doing that now, you start linking with the artists then. Mm-hmm. Now, Killer, Killer, they start take a liking to my style, you know, because Killer was one of those artists which he still is to this day and he has always been where, I guess he has a, an eye for talent mm-hmm. and he has an eye for like who's very like unique in the game mm-hmm. and after the same fully loaded you know what I'm saying situation with me and Mataran me the guy Jamaica and then now me the one for vicing and I make a link and he was only vicing up a solid agency at the time up at Sharonberg mm-hmm. I make a link and go up there and I have the money in my pocket for vicing and Invite what five songs the day. Mm. I would invite the five songs them. Him look for me and tell me say, um, him, him, first him said to me, them time they kill a charge X like crazy amount of money. Mm. And him look for me and I say, yo, how much you have? I'm gonna tell him how much I have. And I say, no, take off a little bit off of that. And just tell me say, forgive the change to the youth, them out there. So and they don't take no money from me. Then men him become cool. Yeah. Then I saw the whole link start link with the whole Mavada thing, the whole alliance, you know, cartel everybody, you know, him put me upon him birthday party at Jamaica. It's a party one year. I'm a shell it down. Okay. You know, when you play, when you play upon them event there at Jamaica, people start to know, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I start playing upon the Sherlock, all white them down upon the boat ride at Christmas time, Jagabee giveaway, I'm a play upon that couple of times. The foreigners ball, like every Christmas we used to play like a good seven to eight dance at Jamaica. Okay. Dapper never, Dapper never used to want to go because Dapper never used to in at the juggling thing. And Juxi never used to travel to Jamaica like that because of certain situation. Mm-hmm. So I was the only one going to Jamaica at the time representing Innocent. You know what I mean? I used to represent it real good because playing in Jamaica is very different than playing in the States or playing in Canada or playing in England. Come you have to really... You have to really play music at Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But back in the them days, I mean, the, the, the situation kind of changed now, but back in those days, mm-hmm. you know, is playing in the dance hall. Because you see, the, you see the dance hall genre where them build, because them just build that the other day, you know, the, the, the genre is reggae. You know? Yeah. Dance hall is the, the, the sub genre, you know. Mm-hmm. But dance hall is officially the place where you go. You know what I'm saying? To play reggae. Music. Yes, man. yeah, to play no, not even to play reggae alone, to play mm-hmm. everything. Yes, you know what I'm saying? that's because the hall where you're dancing. Yes, that's that what is, it is. That is the hall. Let me just play a swords, ska, reggae, you know, everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're playing in Jamaica, you have to play a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. It's not these little 20 minute, 30 minute juggling there. So, you understand my message here? So, once you're, once you're playing in Jamaica, I just pass the test. Or playing down there, and then you know, these people are see up on a regular, you know, them start to rate you, and you know, artists start to rate you, and then so the link start make with the artists, they notice after a while now, you know, artists are sending you song, you know what I'm saying? You're there, Jamaica, they might tell you come link them, they might give you a free song, whatever, you have pay for a certain amount of song, you know, pay the price where a man who is not linked with the artist, I go pay. You understand my message to you? 
Because you're inside of the link now. Yeah. You have the link now. Yes. Yes. You're in on the link. You know what I mean? So you're doing stuff. You link with Killer. So Bounty, Bounty Killer was the first artist attached to my career when I met on Innocent. And then I met Movada. And from there was just, you know, me and Movada are still best of friends till this day. Actually, turned like one of my good friends, you know, outside of music. You know what I'm saying? Okay. To this day. So then you're the man cutting the dubs. You're the one playing in Jamaica. So where you were now, you guys said... I'm, 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 no, I'm the one. I'm, I'm going down there cutting the dubs, but um, the dub organization of, mm-hmm. like, you know, which song go upon which rhythm and which song we want and what we want them for selling them something there is not me alone, you know. Dapper it's has, Dapper. like, a big... He has a big say-so in that, you know. He, we, we, we all have to agree upon it. He can't just go out there. He yeah. can't just say, yo, we have to say that. And, you know, it have a sound and make sense. So well, you know, you're the one innocent, on the ground. Yeah, if you notice, innocent dub play, then them sound away, them effective, like, mm-hmm. you know, very effective, like enough blood dip on the dub play, them, I tell you that. Holy, holy, if I'm blood dip on them. Doing your thing there. So then now, after the Poisoner dance, what did that do for you guys' career now? Now that you guys killed the big song mm-hmm. here now, what was next for you guys? Well, after that, now, New York started wanting to see us. Mm-hmm. Everybody know in the clash world, especially in those times, if New York wanted to see you, you made it. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's the clash capital. You know what I'm saying? So the next dance in New York, I think it was the tag team between Innocent and Pisonard versus Blunt Posse and Tech Nine. Mm. And this, this was is, C- and this is the first time that you're yeah. bucking Tech Nine. Yes, it's the first time we're bucking Tech Nine. Okay, we're gonna keep right? this in mind because Tech Nine yes. is yes, yes. There's a lot of history with Tech Nine. So yeah, man. Keep this in mind. Good. So this is the first time we booked Tech Nine. I think this was the following year after we clashed Pies and that, right? Because the clash was so big in Miami that even Tech Nine, Tech Nine was in that dance in Miami. He was there in the dance. Mm-hmm. Himself, you know what I mean? Because he's such a big contributor to the whole song crash thing. Remember, same do he does the play program too, you know. Mm-hmm. You understand me? So he was there as a as a fan too. So I guess he's seen the energy and he's seen how Ram the dance was, and he's seen the following that Innocent has, and he's seen the whole exact. So he must say, Yeah, man, Innocent ready now, man. So he must say, Yo, we want to bring you and Pison that to New York for Clash We and Blunt Party. Mm-hmm. You see me? At the time, the song casting in New York was, wasn't big neither to cause it died down in New York. It did die down in New York. Like no at, song at was this on time the, here now. Yes, like Sosa P wasn't on the road. You know what I'm saying? Addis wasn't on the road like that. You know what I mean? Uh, probably a LP, Ertula wasn't on the casting the dead down in New York. Probably GM alone was on the road and mm-hmm. Tet Nine, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't that big. So them them put on a clash you now, and it do good. In a C pack, it did good. The numbers in the code do good. I would beat them to sickness, but them try to teeth the trophy. The little E that G Ajax tried to teeth the trophy, you know? But we beat them. You understand me? I said to you? Your first so we'll time in them. New York. Yeah, so we'll beat them now. New York wants to see we again, mm-hmm. you know? So then bring back you now. Andrew, this, we start getting on the radar at the promoters of New York. You know, they have a promoter in New York named Andrew Digital. Of course, he did global. He yeah. was the one that used to do he was one of He was one of the biggest, you know? Soundcast for promoters in New York, you know what I'm saying? He must be kind of cheap on them something, eh? but everything did good. <laughs> so him link we know, him link with for Brooklyn Massacre, and mm-hmm. that was Tech Nine, Innocent, Super Goal, and Young Ark. Mm-hmm. You see me? And this was in Albany Manor, Ram. You see me? Um, 
Soul Supreme was in that dance right there. Them time I Soul Supreme, them time I Soul Supreme, they're on the road yet. Them, them, they come back on the road yet. Yeah. Good. So JX, JX, if you're, listen, if you're listening, JX, yeah, you wasn't, yeah, I wasn't on the road. Junior P, Junior P and um, Sharp Boss, Rita, remember I said I crashed you on the forward, I see me and Dapper play and said to the world, say, we're not going to bring back Soul Supreme for the world. So you don't know to give her a glory. See? All right. Anyway. <laughs> that crash, you know, mm-hmm. that crash there. End up being innocent and Jamie Young are in a tune for tune. You see me? Yeah. We beat, we beat up Tech Nine and Super Goal and kick them out. And uh, we and um, Jamie in a tune for tune. Jamie beat it in a tune for tune. So him win the dance. Mm-hmm. After that, no. After that, me, they get locked up. After mm-hmm. that, I mean, I forgot to do a couple months. You know okay, saying? so you were still playing sound, but you had one foot in the streets, one foot in the sound yeah. business. Like no, that. it wasn't really. It wasn't really even no streets thing. It was uh, some old situation. I had mm. probation from years ago, and I had violated the probation, and I just never checked in or whatever. And thinking that would never call it back to me, and it didn't catch up back to me. You understand me? So yeah. being that it was so long, I had to go in and give them six months. You see me? Mm-hmm. So I give them six months or whatever. Um, that's why they still live on the road. that crash. That's why they crash. Uh, Canada, I think I, I want. I, I think it was the same massacre. It was Canada massacre or something like yes, that. Yes, it was. Yeah, that was yeah. Yard beat. Yes, and yeah. um, I forgot who the third. It might have been mm. Klepto. It wasn't Klepto. It was Yard yeah. beat, Innocent, and two more songs. And I think yeah, Yard beat won that dance here, if I remember right. Yeah, and then no, uh, then did that Brooklyn massacre again. Mm-hmm. And while I was locked up, and he crashed in that one to him and Juxi, they got to that. Why me they lock up at Brooklyn, you know? And I'm, I don't think we did win that one. I don't, I don't think we did win the one in, in Canada too. But he had another clash in Canada with three other songs, mm-hmm. Total Eclipse and somebody else, and then they win that too by himself. Because back in back in, in when we was when when we did start get with another another crashing, him alone used to come to Canada. Cause I remember said I couldn't come to Canada. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because of my legal problems. Mm-hmm. So um I'ma come out now. When I'ma come out now, this is where the rival between we and Tech Nine really start because them they start talk the, the, the bugger shit them on the internet on Song Clash Eternity. Him and the little E that song, the blue song from, from Brooklyn, the little E that song where everybody cringe at the body song um at Brooklyn, it sound so that shit. You understand yeah. me? Me can't talk anything when we feel like punch. Anything, stuff. anything. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Then they did on the internet, on the internet, like a glorified to me, they lock up. So the whole time me they lock up now, you know, people are telling me, you know, especially my girl at the time, she was telling me all the information of what was saying on the internet. So, you know, you're in that situation of being locked up on your son up on the road, and your son is one of the top son in the US. You, you're, you're feeling like, damn, when I get out, I have something mm-hmm. to prove to the world, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I tell, the whole time me, they tell myself, so when we come up on the road, I have to kill that night, I'm going to have to kill a little blue sound. You understand me? So when I come back on the road now, me just start troubling on the internet, it start up a thing. The people them start for one seat, you know. Tech nine link me. I say, yo, you want to do the clash of New York. I say, all right, no problem. I link Dapper. Dapper said, don't want to do the clash because Tech Nine don't deserve the clash read. And he was right at the time. But me, the man, me did so love the clash culture. I didn't care who did deserve it or who didn't deserve it. From a man who want to clash on people for dead, people for dead. So I saw me that look on it. You have your point to prove too. You've been locked up yes. in my socket smack. Yes. So I gotta yes. I, I wanna yes. get back on the road. Yes, exactly. So I felt like I had a point to prove. So I took the clash. Mm-hmm. That was like, yo, from get go, that for tell me say, even when I take the clash, you know, tech nine know 
Yeah. Said Dapper was not coming to Clash all along. He thought that Dapper was coming. He thought it was me and Dapper mm -hmm. because he didn't. Tech Nine never really like Dapper like that. He had like they had their own little you know situation. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Deeper than music. So he really wanted Dapper to be there, but Dapper's like him never did it. And Dapper basically had tell me say you have to do it on your own. So me and Dapper did have like a little vibes because Master Team said you really have a Senegal New York to make them money. I kill me off by myself because at the time nobody never seen me play innocent by myself. In a no clash or not like that. It was always me and Dapper. Always. Okay, juggling, yeah, you could go yes, to your thing juggling. in Jamaica. Yes. Clash now, different yes. story. I remember said nobody have me as a selector like that. I remember said them mm -hmm. have Dapper as a selector. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. me I said to Dapper, I said, dog, you can't do that, brother. You're so far with me. I said, woman, I'll do that. Ray, 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 ray. So I said, all right, but still I'm gonna do it by myself. Mm -hmm. And we do it. And when we reach the other dance, you know. Up leading up to the dance, you know, me and him are conversating, you know, on songs and what make a voice. I didn't even voice that much song for the dance. But me and him are reason, me and him are reason right through. Even the same day of the dance, even while the dance was going on, I remember that dance was streamed live, you know. So he was watching it from his house in Atlanta. So mm -hmm. it was really, even though he was not there, it was me and him killing them at the same time because in between round, me and him are text and he might tell me certain little thing and you know what I said to you? Yeah. Certain song or whatever. So it still did work out. But yeah, that night was a real, real, like a real slaughterish on that night. And that's where people really got to see Nasheen fire as that man there that he could stand up on his own and still kill a song without mm -hmm. having Dapa also. Yeah, because um, well, me know I could do it because I was playing so much juggling dances at the time. The song, Innocent, was so booked in at the juggling world. Me and Juxi was playing separate dances all the time. You know, I would be in Chicago, Juxi would be here, or, you know, me there at Jamaica, Juxi there. We'd have juggled so much. So, me did so accustomed to playing by myself. Me just, me just adapted the situation and put it in a cash farm. Mm -hmm. You understand what I said to you? And I guess the people they never really similar enough. So, when they see me doing it now, and they must say, tell me I'm the knowledge of the song, them, they must say, no man, really, the man, you, the you, bad, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you'd, you'd, you'd beat Tech Nine in that dance, yeah? Yeah, man. Destroy him, yeah. man. Destroy him. Destroy him. Lock off. That was the first official lock off mm -hmm. in, in, in the United States in a long time. You know what I'm saying? The first official lock off for years. The first official lock off outside in Brooklyn, New York. You know what okay, I'm saying? So this is the same dance that boss thing there too. Yellowbird by um, Tarantula. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because after mm -hmm. this is the clash where I remember where... You lock off Tech Nine, and the people wanted you to almost juggle or do something. After you said, "Nah, man, you don't want to juggle. You want Pee Wee to come and play that song that he was that song that he was using earlier." Yeah, because what happened? Yeah, yeah, because what happened? Because what happened when when Pee Wee got the song, he called me and he made me hear it. Mm -hmm. So he played it earlier in the dance when when the song did just start. Me never did the dance yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Me did that my hotel, but I get him play it against Venom when they did Africa. Remember say. On the flyer, it was Innocent versus Tech Nine, and, it, and, 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 and the sound system wire, which um, Yellow Bird versus Venom. Mm -hmm. You see me? And the song played earlier versus Venom um, and tear off Venom face in an early one. You see me? But to do me, I beat them so bad, I made have a vengeance against Venom too. I just tell them, say, yo, we have to play about that now. And I say, yo, clear it. I said, I care if it clear it. Me never there. I want to tell you. Know, me never there, and I me, I win the dance. So I want to hear it back right now. Mm -hmm. And it does, it does work in at the moment, brother. It really works in at the moment. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because we, you, have, you have to understand, say, clashing is the same thing like juggling. It's the same thing. You just have to know how to see a moment right away and grab the moment and make it a moment. You understand me, I said to you? Because it's 20 million people have a laptop and the world we have the same song them. You know, what are you going to do different? You know what I'm saying? For make you look different and make your son or make whatever you're trying to do stand out different. You understand what me, I said to you? What do you bring to the table? Why should yeah. I listen to you opposed to listen yeah. to this? Yeah. yeah, exactly. We all have the same material. It's just we really don't have the same delivery. We don't have the same, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. That one there, that was the lock off heard right around the world. That's basically what they call that dance here. The mm -hmm. Tech Nine, the Innocent and Tech Nine. There was another dance now. This is a dance with Cosmic, King yeah. Klepto, and Innocent. All right. Yeah, that was that was after that. That was after that dance. That was after that dance. That's the next time we went back to New York. Andrew, Andrew Digital keep that too. You know, Polly, we, Cosmic, you know, once again, we beat um, Jolly Green Giant and we beat um, Cosmetics. You see me? Yeah, that's well, well, hold on, no. Hold on. In that dance there, really mm -hmm. and truly from beginning, Polly, them, Klepto, they were leading the dance, you know, until something now, happened to their laptop. You know? No, I wouldn't say they leading the dance because the first round, when I said we get the first round, them get the second round. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think at the third one, I went for them laptop start for mess up. You see me? Make it, make it we the first round, because we actually start the dance. I remember saying, we start. You see, that second round that they came in with, especially, yeah. remember, they're the song Canada. You guys are in America. You guys are Americans. But as the Canadian song, no boss? Yeah, Canada songs, you guys were listening. But what they came in with, it's like Brooklyn really said, okay, this song we're working with. But what you guys came with, too, was a totally different ballgame also. Yeah, and and I'm saying the dance could have went any other way, but still, I'm still I'm still confident that we would have still beat Polly them, even if they look over when Wimber upon himself. And as I message you, I'm confident because like we had like the stronger, the stronger like foundation part. You know what I'm saying? To the back to man. That was kind of a genius when it comes down to the later ends of, of rounds and them something. You understand me? Which Polly them my bad son. Clip to them my bad. Cause the first time he hear Polly Mr. Awin. Because Dapper knew the selectors them more than me. Me did so anti-social against selectors because I used to want to kill everybody. So I never want a friend from the selector. You see me? But Dapper was always respected among selectors through the through Pal Talk and them little something. So he knew everybody. And he used to always mention, you know, probably name to me. And then when we start listening, you know, when we see him through Canada, I say, who that brother, yeah, man? Mm -hmm. You see me? Yeah, man, but it, respect is mutual. I respect my work to see him. You know what I'm saying? So big up Pali, big up, big up yourself, brother. Right there. Even before we even go too far, the name Nasheen Fire. How did he even mm. get that name in the first place? Um, from the from the same my sister's baby father, the one that from Capricorn Sound, I told you I played the first sound in Florida. Mm -hmm. My sister's baby father, whose name is Penny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he used to call me Nasheen because he never wanted me to call my real my 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 real name is Nashan. Mm. You see me? So even though he's the one for calm that time, he's just calm me Nashi, 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 Nashi. Mm -hmm. And then everybody used to just start calling me that. Till my own family started calling me that. So the name starts sticking, and then my next virgin added on the fire to it, and it became Nashi Fire. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got the international Nashi Fire that we know about right here, right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Brooklyn, you guys did your thing. What were some other moments on Innocent? Because remember, you did a hot minute on Innocent, you know, boss. Um... Some of my greatest moments, but in the same thing, let's see now. 
We get that. We get a chance to kill Trooper Jamaica for innocent. Talk about that because you're you're just oh I just got a little now, nah, boss. You can't just say that. You got to talk about that, bro. Yeah, I never talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a, it's a joy because as a Brooklyn youth and as a Addis, you know what I'm saying, alumni. You understand me? You know, cause anything was the Addis, you know, like not when when they kill a Manjaro. You understand me? Although we respect the game, you understand me? I said to you, I respect all the great works of Chupa do. So growing up, you know, growing up in the game is always a pleasure. For even get to play alongside your idols, them, you know, who you respect in the game. So we used to play at Jamaica enough and when name start being at Jamaica, when Taylor got deported to Jamaica, he sent he sent down the sound system audio part of Innocent to Jamaica. Mm. So obviously Jamaica. So obviously, Innocent is in Jamaica now. I'm getting two more younger selector of Jamaica whose name was Kidmill and Juicy at the time. You know what I'm saying? Now, me used to always go to Jamaica the same way. We have certain dates at Jamaica, me ago. You know what I mean? And um, him, him, him take a date at Jamaica with a song called Iceberg Million from St. Elizabeth and Sound Trooper. And the date was in Chilani, B-side Chilani. Yeah, man. And um, the, the dance was basically Iceberg Millions dance. And them keep it. Them pay Sound Troop and them pay Innocent to come crash them. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the dance is Iceberg Million fans because the owner of the Sound, him rent about five busload of people and him drive them come up from St. Elizabeth to Chilani and put the whole of them in a, in a, in a, in a guest house and then buy KFC for the whole weekend. So we could have played God and Jesus and them did I go in. Mm-hmm. But what me they love about the dance is it's Sound Trooper, Innocent, and Iceberg Million. Mm-hmm. So what me do know, we just friend Iceberg Million in our first two round them. And we kick out Trooper face. You understand me? You see what's going on. You know, okay, yeah, man. this is yeah, what's man. going on. So you have to friend yeah, them man. instead of yeah, trying man. killing them. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That, I mean, we didn't feel good. We didn't feel real good because, you know, Trooper didn't start cussing and going bad and... I say yes, man, lock off that. I start telling about my son playing like a jukebox or one bag or something. You understand me? What you know, Chupa as a man, him love him son, you know? Mm-hmm. When you start telling them little thing, they not, not like that. Mm-hmm. But big up, big up, still legend. Legend in the game. Real serious legend. But that's what's going to ask you. What was it that you used to, to either kill Trooper, rough him up or whatever that night there? What did you have to use? Beer. Most of his styles, as far as like, I think it was me. I think the, how the round went was him first, Iceberg Million, then me. So I think it was me last player every round, you know? And middle start talk to him aggressive. Mm-hmm. If anybody listened to Ricky Chuba over the years from Kilimanjaro, worse than I'm prime years. Mm-hmm. Them man, they tell you anything. Them man, they don't hold back nothing. You understand me? If you listen, if you listen to them man, they went. When they play alongside Stola, which Stola man a crashing sound. And them man, they, and them man, they alone me here tell weep on some things and weep on a fire gunshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said to you. So, I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just use some of theme tactic them for him. I just start telling him a bag of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to start making him know. I'm going to start rough him up too because he don't know. He's a man where him love using bucketing as far as like who are back the sound and him something. And innocent, he have that little presence there at Jamaica. You understand me? Because the dancer keep at this side, Chilani. The sound I represent, Moby. Moby is right down the road from Chilani. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, Taylor in there with about 300 blood clad soldiers. Sorry. You understand me? So, you know, them thing that boosts your ego at Jamaica. 
You understand me? So I'm just not telling my bag of things. And it'll work. You understand me? I said to you, I just one of them something there still. But big up Ricky Chupa again, same him, respect him. Did you ever get any dances with Squingy? We were supposed to cash Bass Alice It was supposed to be Bass Alice Justice from J- Jacksonville. I think one more. So I think Parson was in that dance too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fort Lauderdale, but the dance never happened because it wasn't even Ram. Nobody ever come at the dance. Squinch, everybody was there. Mark, courtesy, everybody was there, was present. So we end up, it was like a juggling thing you turn out into because nobody wasn't there for the clash. So whenever I get for clash, Squinch, no, I didn't. But I actually got to meet Squinch and got a lot of pointers from him because the same clash, the same clash in um, in New York with Innocent Paisenat versus Tet Nine and Blood Posse. Mm-hmm. Tet Nine it hired him to be the host. And me and him got very close that weekend as far as like a mentor. You know what I'm saying? We're all staying at the same hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very sick at the time. So while we're at the venue, you know, you name he is a man with drinking rum a lot. So, you know, going to the bar and him something it was me doing it for him, you know. And then something then because he would, he couldn't barely work at the time. You know, and he would just kept on, you know, talking about music and, you know, telling me how proud he is of how far I came in the game and just giving me pointers on how to attack certain situations while playing music and something. So rest in peace, Squingy, a great, 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 great soul, a great being to a culture, one of the greatest. And, you know, you would never get another Squingy in the game. Mm-hmm. 100% agreed. So I'm um, big up, big up, big up. Before we go, I said, I want to big up some of the great them too. Some, I'm not bad if I left them out. You know, big up Lenny, big up Grandma G, big up Firelinks, you know what I'm saying? Big up um, Winterfresh, big up Bill Face, big up Mataran, big up Ricky Chupa, big up Grandma, Grandma Wayne, you know, big up um, Mark Jagan. You know, I'm just name some people where inspire me, where I'm in a, you know, get, you know, into the game. Big up Ian Roadstar, you know, big up man like, um, you know, Super Meng, you know, big up Jagger B, rest in peace, Super Clad, you know, the legend, you see me, I say, big up man like Super C and Reds from Spectrum, big up Jungle from Super Sonic, big up LP with Starfish and Puma, the great, you see me, I say, big up Danny Dredd, you know, all the great selected them who contribute to the game, Super D from, from big up um, Nuts from Super D and big up Freddy Krueger, you know what I mean? All them man there, there's a joke for killer. Travelers, boxer, you know, big up Gary Chuck from African Star. You see me, I said, big up pieces from, you know, Moby, Froggy and the crew. You see me? Big up all the sound them, brother, who contribute to the game where make we as youth we're in the game right now. Cause I them man they contribute to the game and put the game on a level and you know, big up Panther. I mean I don't forget to big up Pink Panther, but big up Pink Panther. Big up Firelink. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And big up and big up Johnny Gad. You know, you know what? I was going to leave this for later, but since we're here, let's just do this. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm big up Adonai, Jed, and Scorpion from Adonai. Yeah. Wicked, wicked team there. And, and even Jazzy Pancho. And Jazzy Pancho. Big up Jazzy. Yeah, yeah, man. Big up, big up Pancho, Liko Wicked. Big up Jazzy T and big up Delano. You know, all them people that contribute to the game. Big up, you know, Billy Slaughter. Big up Chico. Big up, you know, um, Bugsy. You know, Nika Bamba, I mean, you know, big up Bugsy Bamba from New York. Big up all the sets that we contribute as elders. Before we car, the man in the name of a car, big up super to see my car. Then we see this and get vexed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, big up Steve Bashment and all of the, the, the people that we put in the world before we, isn't it? Put it in. You brought a panther, all right? 
One time there was a big argument that um, you ran from Panta. All right. What happened there? This was the um, vengeance home clash. What had happened there? You know, so we have situations with my flight the night there. It was like the weekend there was a, a storm or something in a Florida. And it was a situation with my flight. And true, it was the last flight. I couldn't get no more flight. And I, that really am still. But we never, right. never, never run from Panta because we played Panta two times already before that. We beat up Panta enough time already, Pan innocent. So I wouldn't run from him. So why do people think that you are, that's what the word on the street is that you ran from Panta that night? Because you know how social media, they're going to do that. They're going to put, for them narrative on it. You understand me? But that, I'm telling you how that happened. Mm-hmm. You feel me? How that happened. So you're ready for Panta that night there? I mean, it's a cash thing now with me now. I'm not really too, like, you know, someone like put a lot of emphasis on like, yo, I'm ready for this person. I'm ready for that person. It's just, for me, I have clash and it's not clash. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do my job. Because me, me is one of them type of selected there. I consider myself, although most people would try to put like a name or a type of title upon what they think you do. Me consider myself an all purpose selector because I play according to the event. So if I have to kill a boy tonight, I that my do. If I play a baby shower tonight, I that my do. If I play a soccer tonight, I that my do. So I don't really look at a one particular clash opponent and be like, yo, I'm ready for that person tonight. I'm just going to do my job. Is it because clashing, anything can happen at any time. You probably can't feel that you have it. I can't play once. I can take all your whole dance. Of course, we've seen that happen many times. Yeah. Over. So you can't appear, you can't appear too confident you have to do your work. You understand me? Like that there. So you're doing stuff. There's two more things I want to go through with Innocent before we even, before we leave that situation and get somewhere else. Innocent mm-hmm. now, you're doing your stuff. There was another time now, this name keeps coming up from jump till now, Mataran. Okay. What had happened with you and Mataran one time where there was a big eruption with you and Mataran on the internet? Oh, that's what Mataran used to do is after dark program on IG. Mm-hmm. When IG had first came out, Instagram first came out. I don't know if you remember what he used to do, like of after course. dark on Mondays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he had started like wearing wigs and stuff like that, trying to like do com- com- comedian stuff, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't imitate all the dancer girl and Mac, but he used to wear the wig them. Mm-hmm. No, me used to find it. Disturbing because true me no Mataran in a light of growing up. As I, when me I grew up at Brooklyn, Mataran I grew up Mataran their own Addis, this whole bad man son persona, you know, this whole selector type thing. Me never like to see Mataran in a light that we are weak. So me find it disturbing. So me go up on my social media now, and I say yo, I can't believe my idol who me look up to for so much years, are we are weak. You know, look good, whatever, ray, ray, ray. And if they get mad about it, because we feel like we shouldn't have a post up on the social media, we should have called him, which is my friend, we should have called him, which is my point still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Juma post it now, you know, him now, him say that. And then Bounty Killer did repost where me say, you see me? And you know him and Bounty Killer, they have them beef at the time. Okay, so, at the time there. Got yeah, so he got mad and he don't know him start to attack me. And then now Juma attack me now, you know, me now take that as the unruly student of him. You know, me a him, me a back and forth. You know what, Gary? Then just turned into a whole big thing. You see me? But how come we, 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 we pass that door. How come you guys never clashed or actually put it on the stage? This was just on the internet. 
We supposed to, yo. We supposed to many times. But a lot of people linked him a couple of times. Enough people linked me. I just don't know why it never happened. And people would have wanted to see it too, back in our way. Like people, I don't know if people don't want to see it. No, still, but back in my prime and in a film, people didn't want to see it. But it just never happened. I don't know why. It just never happened. It never happened. It wasn't one of those things. It never manifested. Yeah, it never manifested. Never. Right never there. Happened. All right. You did your time at Innocent. What was the last dance that you played at Innocent? And why did you end up leaving Innocent in the first place? The last dance was, uh, I think it was March 7th or 6th or 8th of 2015. Mm-hmm. And that was the clash in Jamaica where it was us. You know, said Black Cat, and I think it was Rough Cut. Mm-hmm. Or somebody ambassador. Couple, well, two more stories. It was in St. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And we lost the clash. And after the clash, me and Taylor have a big dispute. Mm-hmm. And we leave the sound. Like the next day when we fly back to America, make up my mind, I call that, and I say, I'm going to leave the sound. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince me not to do it, but I'm the type of person where I'm a Libra, you know, once, once I'm set into something and my mind is set to something, mm-hmm. like nobody can really change it. I, I, me, if I want to change that, you know what I mean? And the situation with me and Taylor, big up Taylor same way because I'm a man where I can't say nothing bad about him. Though 15 years me play innocent, mm-hmm. you know, him treat me and Dapper like we're one of his, his, one of his kids. Got you. And that a lot of people can't really set up about freedom sound owner. When we say like one of these kids, there's nothing, them man, they would have never, we, there's nothing we could have got through mm-hmm. and they're not going to fix that. Mm-hmm. You understand my message to you? Mm-hmm. It's just, we had, me and him did have a situation that night and it escalated to a big argument to where things were said, you know what I mean? That, you know, me, on my end, probably feel like we could never come back from as a man. Okay. You understand my message to you? Mm-hmm. So, I end up leave the sound, leave the sound, no, I leave the sound. It was like I would create the situation for the first six months, leave the sound because innocent have its name, and me, I play innocent, and my name came to innocent. Mm-hmm. So it was a big, you know what I mean? Big, big, big thing. So I guess at, at that time, a lot of promoters, their loyalty would lie with innocent opposed to Nasheen because innocent is where everything happened for you. Yeah, of course. Of mm-hmm. course. But right. I mean, when I made the decision to leave, that was one of the things I was thinking about. That was one of the things that was right in my mind the most. Like, you just show them you want to do that because when you do this now, it's like you have to start from ground zero. I don't care about what you thought you did or innocent because the fans that love you, yes, them love you, but they love you because of playing innocent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, look, you know, I don't know if you could see in the camera, but yeah. that says, you know what I'm saying? Hold on there. That's yeah, innocent, innocent from life. Hold on, innocent oppressor, mm-hmm. innocent oppressor. No, New York, our writers say, innocent for life. Mm. Wow, innocent for life. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And um, most of my fans and the people, not fans, supporters, and I don't consider people as fans, but supporters yeah. from all over the world, they came through innocent. Mm-hmm. So I already knew that, you know, going on my own was going to be like a big challenge for me because people, you know, promoters, people is going to be loyal to the brand of Innocent. It's basically I had to, you know, work back again and put myself back out again and start all over again. And 
I did it. You know what I'm saying? I did it. It took our time, but I, I did it. Did you, at this time, did you want to leave anything to go play a song or you wanted to leave to be on your own or you didn't even know what you wanted to do at that time? You just All right. had to leave. When I left Innocent, if you asked me a day before leaving Innocent, a day before, you know, the clash, a day before all of that happened, mm-hmm. if you had asked me a day before, you know, that day, and you asked me, yo, so we're going to interview right now. You say, yo, when you ever leave Innocent, I'll tell you never. Hence yeah. why you see me have Innocent for life. I do, yeah. Because there's some of you do my thing. If you watch back all Innocent clashes, if you watch back all of my interviews, women are pretty innocent, people can tell us that I am innocent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That my people, that is what people, when people say innocent, them say, nah, Now tell it that. You know what I mean? But um, when we leave now, it was such a shock to the sound system culture because of how I represent innocent so much. Mm-hmm. It was a shock so much to the culture to where a lot of sound systems started to reach out. Okay. A lot of big names. I'm not going to call nobody name on the program. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to put nobody out there. But just know all the elites you can think about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, because it's like they're saying, yes, we can finally get somebody where, you know what I mean? Free agent. And, yeah. I'm going to just make everybody know straight, say, to the loyalty and to the years, to the amount of time and to the amount of work. Because remember, say, innocent is a stone where. We bust that song. Mm-hmm. Innocent is not a song where it's like a stone of, or a Addis or a, a black cat or, you know what I'm saying? Me and Dapper and Juxi actually put our, you know what I'm saying, minds together and, but, and bust that song to the world. We never go up on a song, we have a name already. Mm-hmm. You see me? So me, they kind of look on it like when everybody that tried for hire me, like, bro, I just did 15 years on a song. You know what I'm saying? I'm, in, I'm, I'm up in my age. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So by the time when all these songs was linking me to play their song, me did already have it in my mind. So, you know, bro, you can do it by yourself because going on somebody's sound system right now at your age, you know, putting all that work in for somebody's sound system, I know it don't really make no sense to me. You know, it didn't, it didn't really add up to me. You know, it didn't look, it didn't, it, I mean, I would be doing it for the culture, yes, and it would make the culture more greater, mm-hmm. but it never really looked like something that would work out for me, my personal being. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're younger and playing sound system or you're younger and going on a sound and getting into the game, yeah, you're willing to do all of those things for your younger. You don't really have nothing to live for. Man, a big man, no. Man, can't just go. I do them things there for nothing. You know what I'm saying to you? Not saying that nobody wouldn't give me the right type of money that I wanted. I'm sure that, you know what I'm saying, you know, certain things could have been worked out to where I get certain type of things, but it just never made a sense to me to go on somebody's sound system at that age. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just try this thing on my own. And, you know, but take a little leap of faith with it. The first year, it shocked me, you know what I'm saying? Because I left Innocent 2015, mm-hmm. and six months later, I'm already doing my first UK tour solo. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the island, mm-hmm. you know? But this is all the fans traveling over from Innocent to my solo career and, you know, the SoundCloud and, mm-hmm. you know, I was always posting my SoundCloud, posting my audios, my live audios. I was always posting them. So people was hearing that I was still active and, you know what I mean? It just, it, it just worked out. You know what I'm saying? And at this time here is when you started to promote your birthday party and these type of stuff here, or you've been doing this from your own Innocent? 
I was doing that from I was on innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing that from I was on innocent. But years, 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 I was doing that. I stopped doing my birthday party. Well, I think uh, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I stopped doing it. That's when you stopped doing it. You're you're out now, doing your great stuff. All this. The only reason we're gonna fast forward a lot of the stuff that you did is because there's a important part in your life that I really want to get to now because we see you post it on online and we see you talk about it, but I really want to hear it from your point of view. Right now, we know that you were in a big accident. I guess it was last year sometime. What had happened? Well, I, you know, broke my right wrist. I don't know if you guys can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, broke my wrist on the right wrist. Mm. So it's out of cancer. This happened in July and I broke my two ankles, this one and this one, you know what I mean? Um, big up Father God, because as you can see, I just lift up my two ankles. I'm rotating my hand. You know, this interview was going on in August or September or October. You wouldn't be seeing none of this moving like this. So I'm going to give thanks to that. But um, I was doing Uber Eats and um, delivering some food. A lady had her pit bull. I'm not a dog lover, worse than a pit bull lover. You know what I'm saying? You know, we come from New York where we are, when we are youth and we are group and we are say pit bull. Pit bull is not a nice thing. Them tear off a face, tear off any, anything, them catch them, tear it off. Not mm-hmm. even owner can tell them, once them lock on you, I eat that. You would have to shoot it. You understand what I feel? So I was doing Uber Eats, delivering some food. Lady had her pit bull. Um, he got away from her. He, she couldn't really control her football. He got away from her while I was trying to give her food. He tried to chase me. You know, I was running, you know what I mean? I had to jump over this thing. I didn't really, I didn't really measure how far I had to jump when I yeah. made the jump. Cause it was like a little instinct thing, a last minute instinct of this dog not biting me because when me jump, he was like a good two inches away from me. Like one more step, he won't catch me and bite me. So mm-hmm. I jump over, when I jump over, it's actually a bigger fall than I thought it would be from the second floor, broke my two ankles and broke my right hand. You know what I mean? So I've been out of commission from July. You know, I have a long ways to go with my therapy, but um, I'm still in a wheelchair right now. But um, I'm I'm getting there. I'm standing up now, you know, a couple minutes a day time, you know what I mean? I have some more therapy to do, some more intense therapy. But um, for the for the most part, I'm going to be good and I'm going to walk again. So it's going to be okay. So somebody like you that's used to the nightlife, you're usually on the go, on your feet and all. How did it feel now that, like, freak, I broke both feet and my wrist, and I'm, I'm just basically laid out. I can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel now as, not Nasheen, the selector, and everybody knows you, as the individual? Yeah, man, it humble you, man. It humble you. In a lot of areas in your life, it humble you. Because, like I said, if you're the person that's used to flying out every weekend, you're doing two cities, three cities every weekend. Then you come back home and you're doing Uber for like three or four days out of the week. So, you know, Uber is a driving thing, mm-hmm. most majority of the day. And then on the weekend, you now me I fly one city here, next city there for the weekend. So I'm always moving, moving, moving. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to right now where you're in stationary now because you have to be. Yeah. Um, at first, when it first happened, the whole first month of me being in the hospital was very depressing. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of bad days because first I couldn't sleep because you're there thinking about this. That the whole situation is playing back in your mind every day, every night, 
every 10 minutes, it's playing back, playing back, playing back. And you just keep on thinking about them. You know, what if I didn't jump? What if this, what if that? You know, and then you look down and you look that they have these rods in, 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 your, in your legs, you know? So you start getting depressed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You can't sleep. You're like, damn, you know, why this happened to me? You know what I'm saying? Some of the time then, you know, I would say like probably one of the time, because I'm a very strong person yeah. and a strong-minded person because of the things that I'm going to go through. But everybody have them there. You understand me? I'm being in a situation like that. So even like one of the time then, I'm like, yo, damn, before just commit suicide and leave the earth because why would I want to be in a position like this now? Mm-hmm. And you start questioning yourself, you know, until you start see healing now. Because when you're questioning yourself, when all those things is going on is when the pain, the healing of the first two weeks, first three weeks after the accident, and you're still in the pain and mm-hmm. you can't move. And then after a while, now you see them start removing and something them and, you know, you, you see some healing are going on. All of that start come out of your mind because you should say you're getting better, mm-hmm. you know? But what it did for me now, it humbled me in a way to where it showed you, um, sometimes you think you're missing things. Are you missing out on things? You know, are you really not? Mm-hmm. You know, because they, you start to learn to appreciate things where you never used to appreciate before. Mm-hmm. You know, just like even going in the shower and can standing up or even go in the shower. Because right now I have to sit on one of those with the, the things that they put in the shower because mm-hmm. I can't stand up. You know what I'm saying? But just even sitting on in one of those right there, if you take a shower, make the, make the shower beat for you. Yeah. It, it make you appreciate life because three months ago, I couldn't take a shower. Hmm. Yeah, they have to take up, they have to beard you themselves and I want to go pan and them something. You understand? So just, I'm just, just one, that's just one example. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But it's so much things, it make you appreciate now that you probably wouldn't appreciate before. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I cannot be on the road. I yes, I cannot be on the nightlife like what I used to be and making my money and, you know, flying there and flying this. But it's also giving me a time to learn more about myself. You know what I'm saying? getting more in tune to myself, you know what I'm saying? Sitting down and researching some things where my probably wouldn't sit down and research before because I'm always on the move, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Gain some knowledge upon some, some things. So it's a pro, you know what I'm saying? It's pros and cons to it, you know what I mean? Most people will look at them and be like, they'll be like, damn, I don't know how to do that. But if you're, if you're put in a position or a situation to do something, you're going to have to do it because nobody's not going to do it figure for it you. Figure it out. Figure yeah, it out. Figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know you're really outspoken and sometimes you could rub a lot of people the wrong way. So then now when you were down, who came and checked for you as a brethren or a soulman brethren or artist or something? Who really came and linked you and said, yo, come, we're going to deal with this here? Yo, it was a lot. There's a lot of people. I don't want to call names because, you know, you start calling names. If you don't call this mm-hmm. person name, everybody start feeling away, you know? Yo, you never this, I never that. But just know that the, the support and the love I get from a lot of people in the industry and outside the industry is actually overwhelming for somebody like me where I had, you know, my talk, my mind, I don't really feel that nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a message to you. Mm-hmm. And I just some live, you know what I'm saying? I just one of them thing there. And it, like you said, too, sometimes people can get rubbed the wrong way of how me let out things. But people who know me, no, I'm a good person, you know what I'm saying? And not everybody I gonna know you because really and truly, not every you just can't please everybody. So everybody's not gonna get to know you, you know? For sure. 
but um, the amount of people that have reached out and blessed me, you know, whether it's monetary or just kind words or just looking at my story and seeing how I'm handling it and saying that I'm motivating them and mm-hmm. it, it's just overwhelming, brother. You know, and I just want to say, you know, on, on the interview, thanks to everybody, you guys, everybody, you, you know who you are. I don't have to individually call all out a name, mm-hmm. but I just want to know, say, Uno is a part of, you know, the rehabilitation. Uno is a part of the reason why I'm going so hard. Uno is a part of the reason why, you know, I think so confident that yeah, I'm going to walk back in due time, you know, because when we get the support from Uno, you know, and when Uno tell me, say, when Uno see me at the certain things and unmotivate Uno, just know say, that motivate me. You understand what I said to you? So one and wash it, the other. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And when you, it even happened, did the doctors think you were going to walk again? They weren't sure. What was the prognosis right there when it first well, happened? Well, when I first came out of the first surgery, when I got out anesthesia, first thing I asked the doctor, I'm going to walk again. And he's like, yes, you're going to walk again, but you're going to have to do a lot of work mm-hmm. because you broke both your ankles and we had to put them back together. And so, cause, so I have, I have four plates in one leg and 26 screws. I have two plates in the other leg and 28 screws. So he was like, bro, we had to do a lot of work, but you know, you're going to have to do a lot of work to walk back again, you know? And when I go back on my checkups and whatever, because like, I consider myself a person where my diet is somewhat, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep myself at a good health mm-hmm. because if I didn't, when this, when this happened, I'd have been way more worse. Got you. You know? So the way I'm healing so fast, as far as like my healing, when I go back and they, them still scare them, them like, yo, damn, they can't believe, you know? But, I'm, but I am also a person that, you know, I, I drink a lot of sea moss and stuff like that. I do a lot of natural stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I don't take prescriptions and these type of things. So healing with these type of injuries is different for everybody. I mean, you can't have the same injury, but we can heal different because of our, our bodies. Yeah, our bodies and stuff like this. So I just asked him if I'm going to walk again. He said, yes, I am. I just have to put in a lot of work. I didn't ask him when, though, because I don't really want to know when. Mm. But that's why I did happen. So I push myself, I push myself every day, you know, to work towards getting to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you're going to do when you say, okay, I'm healed, I'm ready to go? What's the first thing that you miss that you really want to do when you're ready to go? I just want to take a trip somewhere, take a vacation somewhere. No music involved, no playing, no working. Mm-hmm. Just want to fly somewhere, take a trip and just enjoy like a vacation, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for like a week, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then get back to work. Get your meds right. Mm-hmm. You understand. Listen, Nasheen, I want to say this is our first of many conversations that we're yeah. going to be having. This was, I call this the intro conversation. That's why we went through a bit of innocence, went through a bit of your your solo stuff, talked about the accent. But you see, mm-hmm. next next time you come back, we're yeah. doing a deep dive on certain things because there's so much more to Nashinka. If you played a song for it, only we're talking only the innocent portion here for 15 years. You know how much stuff there is in there, boss? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I left innocent 15 and this is what, 23? So that's Mm -hmm. eight years already on my own. And I did a lot of work on my own too, a lot of of traveling, a lot of of tours, but we got to save that for the next time. So let me give you back another 
interviewing about two more months. You see me? When we get more better and, and I start up more better, we can get some more updates. You see me? Yes. The fact that you actually sat down and spoke to me today and how you're open and honest and you're just saying what you're saying. Thank you so much, Nasheed Fire. You hear me? Yeah, man. Respect in the muscle. I just want to tell you, say, yo, big up yourself and respect. And you're one of the podcasts, them who's contributing a lot to the culture. You know, and from where you bring it from to where you're at now, because we see your journey too. Mm-hmm. We're proud of you. I don't know if people tell you that. You know, we're proud of you. We're proud of your content you put out there. I keep doing the work. You see me? Big up all the Canadians. Hopefully, you're going to see me soon too. But have it on the radar. You don't know the thing. I'm big up a self muscle. Happy New Year to everybody. See me? Proper. Before I get you, leave thing there. Leave some contacts where they where they could check you out. Social media. I know you're on Twitch and all. Leave some contacts where they could check you out before I get you out of here. Yeah, you can follow me on um, Instagram, Nasheen Fire. That's N-A-S-H-E-E-N-F-I-R-E. And Nasheen Fire um, Live. And um, N-A-S-H-E-E-N-F-I-R-E underscore live. And updates, underscore updates. So Nasheen Fire underscore live, underscore updates. And then you have Twitch, Nasheen Fire, and Twitter, Nasheen Fire. Proper. YouTube, I, YouTube, Nasheen Fire. Good to go. I took in your Twitch juggling last night. What me tell you, say, yo, it, but, I said, yeah, yeah. that man, yeah, but it was just like driving a, a, a standard car. You went from gear one. Yeah. And when you, when you ended, you even ended back on gear one. So then that yeah. was amazing where you ended on. I think it was a Sam Cooke that you played in. How you yeah, I said, right. that man, yeah, but this guy yeah. knows how to play music. I, 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 don't, I don't consider myself a DJ. I'm consider myself a selector. And yes, there, sure. is a, there is a difference. You know 100%. what I'm saying? When they're playing music, you should be like trying to tell a story. Like, mm-hmm. some me see it. I don't know if it's changed over the years, but that's some me see it. Some me know it. Some me know it. So, some me play my thing. Yeah. Fire. Maximum respect. Hold tight. Get better until we link again. This conversation. Epic conversation, you understand? Bullets for the world tight, though. You see me? <laughs> you see, hold on. You see, because I'm a host, I could get no, away with those why. things there. No, I'm, I'm no, not, today, I'm not no, wearing why. my sound man hat, so no, I can man. get away with that. <laughs> no, you know, the sound man never stick out. Listen to me. Before we cut, even for innocent sound, some of the older yeah. artists, them like Gregory Isaacs and them man there, the mm. intro them, yo, will big up man like Daffali. Man like Nasheen Fire Old Tide. I'm not playing a part in that song, brother. I'm playing from, play from the rhythm, from the rhythm start. And that's what I'm playing from. I can't bother with that. You know? Rest in peace, Gregory Isaac. Legend. Bless up yourself, Buster. We're still kept up again, brother. All right. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle. And this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And we are out. Working hours, Reginald Nashin fire, mad spider upon the border, we are set the order, criminal dreadlocks, introducing one of the greatest in the sun class scene, Reginald fire youth when them call Nashin, Brooklyn, New York, that tower the youth band, first son in play of Florida, Capricorn, from back in that time, the woolly pack killing you, Seguan, reach a star force, now the fire get warm. 
Pastor force him career get a strength. We are 2000, him got giant in our center. Yes, so the real fire start. Especially when him under the public poison that. Him one lack of tech nine on New York. Beat them so bad the fucking sound nearly park. Fox, be a big achievement, a jot on him file. Even he and frost start pattern him style. 2015, him gone solo. Loud and bust the crowd pan your logo. Throw him a fit juggling like him go around them. I get more bookings than this so-called big sound them. Only patting that shame though and him a go do more. Loud and bust the crowd can't stop to her but Throw him not have the innocent dub stash again. Some little pussy feel like him can't clash again. Throw them and go swallow turn turning a bony five star. Some little son boy around them mouth bow hard. Freight fit shot when him need a play innocent. Now what him alone the fuck of them go find strength. Stay the techno train fire for a week fence. Throw no bass spend on the cut dollars and cents. Pan out bag of dub plate and live in a false pretense. When you no pop down, you no claim my fight against. All them I go and them can't stop the fire yet. Him no beg friend, him no join no WhatsApp group. Them grudge your bread that show him career a shot. Them grudge your bread that show him career a shot. <laughs> Now she in fire well, brother. Now go around to tell you if you do with your mother. Yeah, man, over and out, man, I hit that. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com.